Mac remakes, Fortnite has a Mad Max. Uh, Wasn't a PS5 Pro announced or a vert like something along those lines? Here, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Why are you okay. just using other shit that has already? Huh? Huh? What? Let's see. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, Dylan yep. didn't like my last prediction, so I have to come up with a oh, new okay. one. Dylan just told me it was stupid and that I was a fucking idiot for thinking it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he said. I heard that's those words heard. come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. I did too. Sorry, it's just for some... I, I don't know how, but sometimes I get possessed by like spirits and shit, and that one was just your dad. So, my bad. Pixels, the one and only official dead dad video game <laughs> podcast of Culture Pop. <laughs> uh, we have, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish mine was dead. Does that count? Um, uh, close, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, we, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, it's already off the rails. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. This is what happens when I come back. God, yeah. Literally. Me and Dylan are kind of like the glue that hold everything together in a serious state. And then once you're in here, it's just complete chaos. I'm just fucking it all up. <laughs> That's you're, what I'm here So for. you're the sauce, Austin. You're the I sauce. Am the sauce. Uh, I am the sauce. <clears throat> you're welcome. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. This would be significantly less fun without me, so you're welcome. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh... We're back. It's the uh, end of the year blowout thing that's actually at the beginning of the year. <laughs> so, but this is the last part. We're, we're done. We're wrapping this thing up. Um, we did it. We did it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The, we, we mixed it up a little bit this year. Uh, we did the, the sequence out of order. <laughs> we did our categories and then our game of the year. And now we're doing our predictions episode. So we're all going to go over some predictions for the upcoming year, and we are also going to go over the predictions of last year and see who is our queen of the podcast. Um, so let's not dilly dally. Oh, well, uh, actually, we we do have some other things that we're going to do, but you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I am, of course, your host, the one and only Blickety Bop Bebop. Josh McMullen, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Austin Orphan, Annie Stevens, and Dylan <laughs> Left Alone Martin. God damn, dude. <laughs> that was right. uh, it is wild to me that you guys joke about your dead fathers that much. That's What else can I do? What am uh, I going to do, I mean, cry about it? I mean, maybe. Maybe you should cry. Maybe you should stop being a toxically masculine man, Austin. Yeah, I got over all the crying when he left, so. (laughs) I got all that out of my Uh, system at a pretty pretty young, ripe age. 
Lord. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys doing good? It's been a, it's been a couple days. I don't think it's actually been a week. I think we, didn't we just record? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Less yeah. few uh, exactly yes. a week ago. Yeah. It was a week. Was it a it week was. ago? I feel like it was, it was Friday. On Wednesday. Yeah, I thought it was Friday. <laughs> nope. I don't know how any of this shit works. Austin, to be I honest was with you. Positive it was Friday. No. No. Friday, I did a break job, so I know it wasn't Friday. Was that uh, now? Define what a break what job is, is. Is that where oh, you go crazy. and blow someone in like Uh-oh. a garage somewhere? Whoa! I was trying uh, to figure out what day it was. If you want it to be. Uh. <laughs> That's entirely okay. up to you. Either way, I didn't okay. get paid for it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous! Holy shit! Unnecessary. Uh. All right, well, you know, with all of that, I guess, said, uh, I think we should make this one relatively uh, quick and painless, given that um, our last ones have been five hours apiece. That's actually not true. <laughs> do you guys remember when we recorded a five-hour podcast? Yes. Yeah, I sure do. I don't remember what the topic was. Uh, uh, I remember the episode was called Bee's Butt Juice. Yep. Because we had to split into two fucking parts. And we recorded until almost midnight. That shit was wild. I don't know why we Man. did that. <clears throat> we That's had just because... come from a funeral, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean... Hey. <laughs> Look at how it turned out. It was great. It was great. Top five episodes. Uh... Yeah, I guess so the first place that I want to start um, is uh, we we did this last year. Um, we're going to do our kind of like picks of the year, um, talk about our favorite things. So <clears throat> uh, first and foremost, I guess I'll go. Um, I want to talk about a couple of different little things because I broke it down. I gave I have 10 in total. Um, first up, I'll talk about one of my miscellaneous slash other things. Um, the Halloweenies podcast. Uh, I started listening to the show, um, in 2019, 2020, sometime around there. I, I can't remember. Uh, and basically it started because I was getting obsessed with Halloween, um, because the 2018 movie had just come out and I was going back and I was revisiting things. And like, um, I had never really listened to in-depth podcasts about horror stuff before. So, um, I gave this one a shot and I fell in love almost immediately. <clears throat> uh, those guys put out a really good product. Uh, and despite, uh, some really bad shit happening with one of their co-hosts, uh, actually the one who I kind of like thought made the show run. Like I, he was my favorite cast member and he just always had fantastic insights and stuff uh turns out that he's not a good person uh in a lot of ways and they got rid of him and i didn't think it would be the same but uh it's still just as good as it's ever been uh those guys really fucking kill it so uh if you're into horror at all especially very specifically horror franchise stuff uh it's probably the best horror podcast around just straight up oh yeah um YouTube is a big part of my life. Uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and uh, this year in particular, 
the unreality of pro wrestling from Super Eye Patch Wolf. Loved it. Uh, it's kind of uh, one of my favorite videos ever, and um, it really tackles a subject uh, of like why some people love pro wrestling uh, in a in a manner that I do. Like it, it talks about uh, how the like the reality and the stories and all of that stuff mixed to create just a product that like you can't really find anywhere else. Um, and super eye patch wolf is just, he's the best fucking YouTuber. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Patrick H. Willems, another one. He just, he just put out good shit all year round, uh, really going into, uh, all kinds of movie stuff. Um, <clears throat> my favorite album of last year and really kind of the only one that I listened to, uh, in any real, uh, I guess capacity other than, you know, a handful of listens here or there was, um, and that's why dolphins lost their legs by my favorite band islands. Uh, I think it might be their best album. Um, I, I don't know. I loved it. Uh, just fantastic stuff. Um, my favorite TV of the year, Chucky season three. I didn't think that I was ever going to like something that was even remotely related to Chucky as much as I liked this show. Uh, but it is terrific from beginning to end the final uh half of or the final episode of the first half of season three has some of the most interesting storyline setups of any show cooking right now uh and it is just so entertaining um there's a little i i think it actually is in that final episode chucky is dressed up as the phantom of the opera and it is the funniest fucking shit just seeing him walk around with that little white mask. It, uh, it's fantastic. Um, the Bear Season 2, best show on TV last year. Uh, the, the more I've thought about it, the more I've enjoyed it. Um, it literally just the best. The only thing that even remotely comes close to, in my opinion, was Succession Season 4, which just wrapped up the entirety of that show in a nice little bow. Um, it was utterly terrific and had an absolutely shocking and almost baffling twist in, I think it was like the third episode. Like I just, it was not what I saw coming at all. Um, still expertly acted, still expertly written, like seriously one of the best shows to ever exist. Uh, and then the last thing, uh, let's talk about the movies, um, talk to me was my favorite horror movie of last year. Um, it is just excellent from top to bottom. It is scary. It is just extremely great. Um, I saw a blurb on letterboxd that I actually think is 100% accurate. And, uh, the, uh, it said, um, this is the kind of movie that makes you scared to die, and I 100% agree with that. It is just top-notch. Very, very good stuff. Um, arguably, I, I, I'm still going through my rankings and trying to determine how I really want to rank my final like top roughly five or so movies. But uh, definitively, inside my top three as of this moment is the holdovers. Um, 
The Holdovers feels like a movie completely out of time. It just feels like nothing else that I have seen in a very, 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 very long time. It feels like it's ripped directly from the 70s, which is when it takes place and what it's inspired by. Uh, but it is just really, really good. Very heartwarming and also very sad. Um, and kind of has a lot of parallels, I think, to a lot of modern society. And um, yeah, just terrific. And then, uh, last but not least, probably my favorite movie-going experience of all last year was the entire Barbenheimer phenomenon. Um, just getting to kind of live in a time where people are excited to go see movies that aren't big, gigantic, fucking MCU, DC uh, like just uh, basically comic book movies for the most part uh, or like sequels to other things was really, really beautiful for me personally because I am the kind of person who really wants creative shit to just thrive all the time. I would prefer seeing new stuff that no one has ever kind of done before over, you know, the 10th Marvel movie that feels like it's the fucking 50th. Um, both movies, uh, again, are currently in my top three. I need to, I need to watch them. Um, but Barbie's excellent. Oppenheimer is, uh, maybe even better. Um, just really fun experience and, uh, yeah, good, good shit. So still haven't seen Oppenheimer. I really want to, I still haven't gotten to it yet. It's, uh, coming to Peacock in February. So Peacock. I do recommend it's playing in IMAX theaters right now for a limited time. I do recommend seeing it in IMAX if you can, because it's gigantic and the fucking sound is incredible. Um, But if you can't, if you got to wait, yeah, February, February 16th. So hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Cool. Uh, Austin. Yes. You want to tell us about your favorite animes of the year? I do. Um, so I compiled a list of my top five anime from this year. Before I get into that list, I do have one honorable mention that did not quite make the cut because I haven't finished the series yet. I kind of dropped off watching and reading other shit. Um, and that honorable mention is called Uh-oh. Oshinoko. Uh, it is about a Did Japanese yep. uh, pop, uh, teen <clears throat> pop idol who um, she yep. uh, is. She has twins and is brutally murdered in front of one of her children. Uh, one child decides to grow up and try to uh, figure out uh, the mystery behind her murder, and the other child decides to follow in her footsteps and be a teen idol. And it kind of deals with the dark, uh, the dark, perverted, nasty side of this Japanese teen idol, idol industry that really shouldn't exist, as, as although it does. Um, I just heard that noise in Discord. Is everything good? No, that's not good. Okay, cool. My mic cut um, out. Just texted off. him, so oh. I'll see if fix that. <clears throat> Hello. If that got fixed. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hello. What the fuck is going on? What in the? Oh my god.
Hey. Okay, all right. Can you guys hear I me now? Okay. Yeah. God damn it. Well, um, what was the last thing that you heard? Um, My Wi-Fi box came unplugged. Your honorable mention, and then it cut. Okay, off. cool. Um, all right. Well, you can just cut all of that out then. Um, yeah, I'll start from the beginning. Uh, my honorable mention before I get into this list was an anime called Oshinoko. Um, it's an honorable mention uh, because I just didn't get to finish it. Uh, I was I got kind of distracted by watching and reading other shit. Um, it's basically about a Japanese teen pop idol who has two twins that are reincarnated people she had met during her lifetime. And the daughter decides to grow up and kind of follow in her footsteps while the son decides to investigate the mystery surrounding her murder and just how it happened. Um, it's very good. It's very disturbing, especially that first episode has some really uncomfortable sequences. Um, it kind of deals with the darkness and kind of, I guess, perverted uh, issues that come along with the uh, Japanese teen pop industry uh, that really shouldn't exist, but for some reason still does because of gross, horny old men. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving into the actual list at number five was Gundam Witch for Mercury. Uh, this was a really big departure from anything Gundam had really done before. It was their first time having a, uh, a female lead and also a Yuri-style relationship. Um, and then they backed down on that. They, I mean, the show very clearly <laughs> says that, that this is a lesbian relationship. And then after it releases and there's problems with distribution of merchandise in China, Bandai comes out and says, oh, well, it's... They're just close friends. It's up to interpretation. So Bandai's kind of cowards for that. Um, but the show was fantastic. The animation sequences were incredible. Um, the last couple of episodes aren't super great because you can kind of tell they really, really rushed it to get the story finished. Um, but the animation was spectacular, and the and the music is, is fucking incredible. Um, if you've never seen a Gundam series before, I think that this is a really, really solid entry point. Um, at number four is the Jujutsu Kaisen Shibuya incident arc. Uh, before I get into the rest of this list, if you are a fan of shonen manga or shonen anime, you fucking ate in 2023. You had a feast. Some of these arcs are some of the most hyped arcs to come from manga in the last couple of years. Um, and Jujutsu Kaisen Shibuya incident being uh, no exception. Uh, a little forewarning, <laughs> if you really like this show and you get really attached to these characters, and you have a history of mental illness, be careful watching this season, because it will hurt you in ways that you did not think you could be fucking hurt before. Um, it's very brutal. Pretty much every main, every character close to the main character dies right in front of him during this incident. Um, it's very tragic, but again, some of the animation, the fist fights alone in this arc are some of the best i think i've ever seen in anime in a really long fucking time the animation is so fluid and seamless in, in the in these combat sequences and it was great um coming in at number three is the my hero academia the liberation war arc and the vigilante deku arc i won't get into it too much because i know there are some people like dylan who are just now starting my hero academia um, but these these were incredible. The Liberation War arc is basically an all-out war between every hero in Japan and every villain in Japan. And there's lots and lots of heavy casualties on both sides. Um, it was an incredible sequence. 
uh, it's very touching. A lot of characters that had been out of commission earlier in the anime make a return, and that was fucking awesome. Um, and there's a lot of family secrets that get unraveled. Um, some, a lot of fans speculated for a long time. Uh, some you really don't see coming at all. And then following that, you have the Vigilante Deku arc, which is basically Deku deciding to uh, leave UA because his he doesn't want people to be in danger anymore. He wants to kind of handle this on his own. Um, and it doesn't go too well for him. Um, up next at number two is the Attack on Titan finale. For some fucking reason, it took them three years to wrap up the final season of the show. But watching it, I can absolutely tell why. Um, this is probably... Attack on Titan was probably one of my favorite animes in the last ten years. Um, its storytelling is just something that I feel like I've never seen before. The amount of depth and layers in this story is... I mean, we recently started rewatching it with one of Madison's friends a couple weeks ago. And, like, we're noticing shit now in the first season that references the final season. And we're like, holy shit, dude. Like, all of the answers to the questions that we had were literally right in front of us the entire fucking time. Uh, but you just don't really know what you're looking for. And that really just blew me away. Um, the final episode was, was animated beautifully. The music was spectacular. Um, it was, it was just great. I don't think I've ever cried that hard watching an anime in a long fucking time. And finally, at number one is the One Piece Gear 5 and the End of Wano. Um, I recently got into One Piece in 2023. I read the entirety from, I think I started, I started actually sitting down and reading it between August and September, and I finished sometime in, in the middle of November. So I knocked out 1,100 chapters pretty fucking quick. And One Piece, I mean, it's it's one of my favorite animes ever now. I, I think that it's just, I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's a masterpiece in storytelling. Um, some of the earlier parts, animation, really aren't fantastic for the years that they were releasing. But now, it's, I, I like, I, I really, I need to sit down and see what the budget is per episode. Because the entirety of Wano is just fucking beautiful to look at every fight sequence every tiny little animation um especially the the whole gear 5 animation on its own um it basically when luffy goes into this gear 5 sequence he has this almost like toon force kind of ability and it's very like the entire fight between gear 5 luffy and kaido is based off of tom and jerry and if you grew up watching tom and jerry you can like you can really pick up on some of the on some of the scenes in the fight and be like, "Oh shit!" Like, I remember Tom and Jerry doing that. Like, it, it's very goofy, and a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people didn't really like that goofy departure, but that's kind of what One Piece always has been. It's 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 got its dark and mature moments, but it's also always been a pretty light-hearted story, especially from Luffy, Luffy's perspective. He's a very light light-hearted and innocent guy. Um, but it was it was beautiful. And it, I'm, it, again, it's one of my favorite animes of all time now, and I, I can't wait to keep watching. And yeah, those were, I mean, 2023 was a super, super good year for anime. Um, there's a lot of really good shit announced for the next coming year, and I'm, I'm excited for what this year's got. That was a lot. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> well... Uh, but to cool. carry on what he said, I did start My Hero, Josh, and I fucking love it. 
That's yeah, awesome. I bet you do. Oh, you don't like it? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. He's never seen it. Yet. it. Oh, you should. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was yeah. like, Am I? I, I'll I'll get to it <laughs> sooner rather than later. But um, I uh, I just I have a lot of other stuff that uh, I want to get to before then. Gotcha. Um, I just chose three albums in no particular order this year that I enjoyed listening to that came out this year. Uh, some of them right on the cusp, not some one right on the cusp of uh, the end of the year here. But the first one is Sleep Token, Take Me Back to Eden. Uh, this was just out of nowhere. Um, I went off for my job somewhere for training, and then someone told me about this album from a band I'd never heard of, and it was... I was under the impression I was going into a metal album, and while they certainly have elements of that there, this is one of the most hodgepodge genres <clears throat> or bands I've ever heard. Um, they have a really... I don't even know the word. They have a very interesting style, and no two songs are truly the same, and the whole album is a fun ride. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then Cannons, this is the one that came out, I think, in November, December this past year. Uh, this is Heartbeat Highway. And Cannons is kind of just like this, kind of like an indie vibe. Uh, just really soothing, melodic music with incredible singer. And this album was a lot of fun in it. Uh, some of the songs blew up. Eh, I don't know about blew up. Some of the songs did really well as singles, but there are songs on this album with like fewer than 200,000 plays, and that is doing this album a disservice because it's really, 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 really good. Um, and then the last one is from Odessa, uh, and it's The Last Goodbye. So if you've played any of the Forza Horizon games, you've probably heard an Odessa song in there at some point. And this music is just kind of a... Uh, laid-back electronic essentially um, with a lot of uh, vocals over the tracks and it's kind of hypnotic in a way uh, it's a really fun album uh, some of the songs on this one blew up too and I mean really blew up like uh, high millions of plays I don't remember but um, really fun time and I enjoyed all of these albums and I don't think I listened to much new stuff this year as opposed to just kind of cultivating playlists for certain things, uh, utilizing a lot of old music or just music that kind of came up. I, I don't know if you get, well, you don't use Spotify, but Spotify has like this DJ thing now and it's awesome because it, I mean, it's like an AI DJ and it's, it's really fun because I find a lot of new music that way. So when I say new music, it's not like new releases, just new music to me. So that's what I was doing a lot of. But yeah, those are those are my three picks. Heck yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I listened to that Sleep Token album. Uh, it was uh, a handful of times, and it's just interesting to it say is the least. Interesting. It's so wild. But yeah, I'll check out the uh, Odessa though because I I I know that I've heard that uh, before. Um, like you said in Forza Horizon, yep. so I'll check that out. Yeah, it's really good. I reckon for you too. I think you'd love Cannons, to be honest with you. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Um, I think Justin. Speaking of uh, playlists, though, uh, I guess we kind of have an announcement, sort of. Uh, I'm very bad about updating the um, uh, community Spotify playlist, uh, and we're going to be. 
handing that over to Dylan. Dylan's going to be taking care of that uh, moving forward. Um, so, Yeah, I'm going to start working on the February playlist right now. Uh, might throw it up early just so people can get a head start on it because we really didn't have one this year. Uh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. This well, one. I mean, technically. Yeah. Technically yeah. this year. Uh, and I know it's only like a week left in this month, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'll throw it up early. But, yeah, that's it's music time, fellas. Add your shit. It'll be yeah. a theme. Well, um, yeah. So that that uh, aside, um, I guess it's time to take a look at uh, something that we uh, had not done yet up to this point. Uh, we're going to take a look at our Patreon or our patron, I guess I should say game of the year uh stuff so um every year we kind of like well i ask our patrons to hey give me your top five games of the year and uh you know we we read them out on the show and then um i do some tabulation and and whatnot and i uh, come up with the patron top five games of the year so I'm going to run through these really quick, but Tani gave me his five, and they are number five, Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, he wrote that the list was closer, or the list closer was rough because uh, he'd played some great games. And while he wasn't a blown away with this as much as Three Houses, he did tear the game up when it was released and already did a second run through to do the DLC. Um, number four for him was Planet of Landa. He said it's Limbo, but with colors and an alien invasion, pretty much. Uh, but it's just beautiful, solid core gameplay, great visual look, great music. Number three was Super Mario Wonder. Uh, he said this is the best 2D platformer since Mario, Super Mario World. It is an absolute, or it is absolutely fantastic. Me and Bren played it in co-op from start to finish, and even after completing, we still run through levels for the fun of it. Uh, number two was Starfield, and he said, just by the sheer amount of hours I've put into it, it is my favorite 7 out of 10 game this year. Uh, and then number one, we, I'm sure all could have guessed, was Baldur's Gate 3. He said, I am, am I close to finishing it? No, not even a little bit. Am I absolutely in love with it? Yes, yes I am. Um, next up. Mr. Ruiz, Mr. Skyrise Excellence, he only gave me the write-up for one, uh, his number one, uh, and that's totally fine by me. He said his games in order were number five, Octopath Traveler 2, number four, Spider-Man 2, number three, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, uh, number two, Honkai Star Rail, and number one was Alan Wake 2, which he said Alan Wake 2 might be one of the best reasons and examples of why games work the way they do. It's a media form uh, that captures your attention and requires you to focus so intently. Horror and survival aspects aside, Alan Wick 2 is simply breathtaking. The world visuals are stunning. The writing is on point. Wake and Saga feel like people trapped in a twisted trap together. And like a good book, you want to see their struggles through to the end. It speaks volumes that the team at Remedy made such an immersive game. Every alley, corner, and deviating path feels spooky. I played a handful of great games this year, each being as good as the next, but nothing prepared me for how attached I would be to this world. Alan Wake may be uh, a tormented writer, but damn it, I'll do my best to see him out of the dark place. Um, couldn't agree more with Justin. 
Um, Path Two came out that year. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, he gave us his top five. At number five, he said Alan Wake Two. He said this game is absolutely amazing in everything it does. Uh, number four was Forza Motorsport. Uh, honestly, the most immersive and best-looking racing game ever. Um, number three was a game I had never heard of called Marauders. Uh, and he said, this is, if you play Payday and think I wish this was harder and more obtuse, uh, <laughs> it's a World War One space extraction team game. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, number two was WoW Vanilla Hardcore. Uh, your character dies, you start over from scratch, get good or get wrecked, fuck boys. And then I'm not sure where I needed to put the bold on this. So he said it was tied with Magic the Gathering Arena. And then in person, the Jurassic Park tie-in, I guess. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, but They did a Jurassic Park set. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Understood, okay. Uh, for the Lost Caverns of Ex- Exilin or something like that. Whatever. Uh, brought him back to Magic digitally and back to playing in person at his local game shop. It's amazing, and I can't wait to see the Fallout tie in my next year. My ties for number one is sending DGen shit to Austin on Instagram to get a reaction. And boy, <laughs> does he ever. I feel like uh, I'm going to hell just by looking at Jeff's uh, fucking DMs. Truly. It's awful. It's um... And last, we have Miss Crumkey, Miss Lisa. Uh, her top five were uh, at number five, Overwatch 2, and she said, it's only because I actually played it. This game was a massive disappointment. I had loved playing with friends when they were available, but the love I had for Overwatch is no more. <laughs> uh, number four was Honkai Star Rail, making Justin proud. Great mobile game to pass the time on. Honestly, I thought this came out last year, not this year. Um... Number three is Diablo 4. Diablo 4 is probably my number... uh, She had originally put it at number two, but uh, she changed it because of uh, her actual number two. Uh, She said, I'm a big fan of Diablo, and I did really like the campaign gameplay. It's just the in-game stuff and the crap Blizzard would pull that made me stop playing. Number two was Suica game, I guess. Uh, She said, it is a stupid game. So dumb and ridiculous. I have so many hours plugged in. Stupid, stupid game. I cannot stop. (laughs) And number one was Baldur's Gate 3. Love everything about the game, even though I still haven't finished it yet. It's interesting to see how my decisions differ from Matt's and vice versa. Um, yeah. So, uh, I did some mathematic tabulations. And what ended up happening happening was Baldur's Gate 3 was our clear, definitive runaway winner. Uh, it had a total of 10 points. And then... Uh, the next three were all tied at six points apiece. So how I ended up determining the tiebreaker was I looked at the positions of each of the games and Alan Wake had a number one spot, which is why it is sitting at number two. Honkai had a number two spot, which is why it's sitting at number three. And then Super Mario Wonder had two number three spots, which is why it sits at number four. Uh, and then lastly was the Magic the Gathering arena from Jeff because it was the number one spot. It had five points. So that's it. Uh, pretty good. Pretty solid uh, top five there, guys. Good job. Good job. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, I guess let's get into this shit. Uh, we're going to do our predictions. 
Um, so what we're going to do here uh, is we've come up with five personal predictions that we will either say yes or no to and then tally those points when this episode arrives again next year. Uh, there will be one ultimate prediction that is worth 10 points to those who get it right, but minus 15 if they get it wrong. So with all of that out of the way, let's get into it. Um, I'll start predictions, uh, I guess, like I do every year. My first prediction is Grand Theft Auto 6 gets a release date for summer of 2025. Um, I think... I say yes. I, I think that that's going to happen. And, and here's, my, here's my reasoning behind it. We just got a trailer. Even though it was leaked, it was still something that they were planning on doing in late December. If my memory of Grand Theft Auto 5 is correct, they kind of pulled a similar thing and it ended up releasing in August of 2013 after being revealed in December of like 2011. Um, that's my, that's my memory of it. I could have that totally wrong though. So it gives them like a year to continue polishing everything and to get the game out. Uh, I think that's a slam dunk, but I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I'm going to say, <clears throat> I know it's not going to happen, but <laughs> I'll, I'll say yes, because I think they're going to do something stupid with the marketing and like use VI for it's going to come out in June or something. I don't know. Yeah. I say yes. They'll do some kind of crazy marketing. And it's fucking Miami, dude. Yeah. I agree. Or Florida or whatever. Uh, I'm going to say no. Because I can see that being I can see that being a big holiday time for 2025. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely see that being the case. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, my next prediction is The Last of Us Part 3 gets announced. Um, I don't think this is going to happen, but here's my reasoning behind it possibly happening. They canceled factions. <laughs> they did. Um, and that was kind of the only thing that they were working on that we knew about. I don't think that their entire team was working on that. I just don't think that there was any way that they were having one full team work on a multiplayer game that they then canned. I think that they have something else in the works and knowing Neil Druckmann and his fragile little ego, I think it's the last of us part three. I could be wrong, but I think that's what they're working on. And I think that that gets announced, uh, or at least we get some sort of tease that that's the next game that, that Naughty Dog is working on. So I'm definitely going to say yes, because now I feel like more than anything, we're in the money-making business. And if we have Last of Us Part 3, not only are we going to get a new game out of it, but there's another season of the show that comes out too. Oh, that's actually a very Mm, good point. point. That's That's a a very good point. point. I'm going to say no, just because I'm tired of hearing about this series. I'm tired of watching (laughs) somebody jack the fucking game off. I'm so sick of it. I don't I'm have right there with it. you, dude. It's just like the game's not for me. If it's for you, great. Love that for you. I'm. It didn't. Did part two really need a fucking remaster? Did it really need one? Uh, well, when I'm not going to say anything, but I've seen people say it actually adds to it. But that's just a marketing thing too. So we'll yeah, see. yeah. 
I'm just tired I don't know. of hearing people jack that shit off like it's the second coming of Christ. Yeah. I don't think Are it... you sure that it's not? Uh, I mean, I've only oh, played no. the first one, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Announced, yes. Release date, no. But I think, like, a little teaser yeah. trailer at the end of the year yeah, or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's totally possible. And they they did the uh, the Last of Us Part One, um, that whole shtick at the at the Game Awards. So yeah, I I they could totally pull that out at the end of the year. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be announced or or like definitively, like you said. I don't think they give it a, a release date, but. I just, there's something about me that, like, says that, no, this isn't going to happen, but I also 100% see it happening. Yeah. That's so. a solid prediction. Uh, uh, my next one is the, another out-of-nowhere indie title makes it into our top 10 game of the year. Uh, I think this is definitively going to happen. This year it was Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, the year before that was uh, Cult of the Lamb, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we've had an indie game. Uh, Hades was number two in our very first go at it. So I think that this is like a slam dunk, easy peasy. Sure, yeah, definitely. Especially because of what we talked about. I don't know if Austin was there, but this year is full of indies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, slap full. Austin, capitalize your shit. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Just cause no, you know, you just never were in the first place. True. Well, now anyway. I'm definitely. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my next prediction is Final Fantasy XIV Dawn Trail will be my game of the year. Um, I'm very torn on this one uh, because when I see out? it happening. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out summer this year. So oh, okay. somewhere between July and uh, September, I think. Or no, June and August. Somewhere in that, in that time range. Oh, my God. Um, I'm torn because I think that Final Fantasy VII has the capacity to do that also, Rebirth. But I think it'll just... I really think that it'll depend on whether or not I am able to get through the rest of the expansions for fourteen before, uh, before the end of the year. If I'm able to get through all of them, then I'm definitely going to play Dawn Trail. And more than likely, I think it, it does it. So I'm going to say yes. Okay, that's crazy. I'm saying no because I think it'll be another game. But yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right because <laughs> I, I did not expect Alan Wake two to come out and fucking blow me the fuck away like it did. But. Yeah, dude. Imagine the fucking secret drops this year. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna say no just based on how recent modern Final Fantasy games have done for you. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a totally fair and accurate statement. So, All right. Uh, my last prediction is that the Switch 2, or whatever the fuck it's called, will not be released this year during December. I think it's going to be March of 2025 and be a very similar drop to um, uh, the first Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I... My argument there is just because this is this is what nope. fucking Nintendo does. This is literally what Nintendo does. They do the stupidest fucking shit. Um, they should release it this holiday. That yeah. way it sells like gangbusters. But I just know, I know in my fucking balls that 
they're not going to do that. So, so can I, just I ask, think like, is it definitively March or just? Uh, I I said March because that's when the um, okay. Yeah. But if uh, I say no to this and it comes out in February, then what? Uh, I don't. Maybe do you think we should change it to spring 2025? Let's do spring. Yeah, I'm still going to say no on my reasoning okay. as the what you just said. They have nothing coming out this year that's going to sell like gangbusters in the holiday unless there's something announced that we don't know. Uh, yeah. I think they're running out. <laughs> and they, Yeah, they, yeah. They got to have something coming out uh to I mean just be financially feasible at this point. I think Sony and Xbox, especially Xbox is going to have a big year. Yeah, I agree. But, but my my argument is just like look at what Nintendo's yeah. done over the yeah. last twenty years. 100%. You know, I'm I'm gonna say yes because I don't think Nintendo has to release a console holiday 2024. I think it's gonna sell like a motherfucker anyway, and they know that they don't yeah. have. Yeah, to that's probably gimmick for it. That's a good point too. I do think that they know that, that it'll sell fucking regardless. I mean, look, look at the install base of the Switch alone and within the first two years of it being launched. I, I don't think they're worried about it not selling. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Dylan, let's give us your My five. prediction. Uh, first one's Pokemon Black and White remakes are announced. I've not been wrong about a single other Pokemon prediction since we've been doing this, so that's my reasoning. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say no because uh, it's time. I'm gonna say no just because fuck you. <laughs> oh, I get it. Uh, no, I no. I genuinely. My thing is, I don't know how I think much it releases more... alongside of the new Switch. I think it's announced. Yeah, it releases 100%. with it. No, yeah, that's that's possible. Mm. I I think my argument is that the. The nostalgia factor on some of those older Pokemon games is running thin, I guess. Like, I don't remember Black and White being as well-received as, say, like, Ruby and Sapphire or Gold and Silver. And I think we're getting to a point where, like, we're they would just be remaking games that are... Just, just to be remade, you know what I mean? I, I kind of feel actually very similarly about Resident Evil. Like, what... I can see why someone would want Resident Evil 5 remade, but Resident Evil 5 wasn't exactly critically received all that well, and we're not too removed from it. You know what I mean? Like, I think Black and White was, what, 2012, 2013? It was an original mm -hmm. DS title. I don't know. It was, uh, okay. it was 2011. No. Yeah. Oh. It was 2011, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're not that far removed no, from it. No, Black and White was 2010. My bad. Holy shit, okay. Yeah. So, I mean... That is 15 years, so maybe. It maybe. is, and like, you... even in the recent DLC, there is a lot of talk of Unova. You even go to Unova in the, yeah, for the new it's... school, which is the black mm -hmm. and white games. Very Unova-themed. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. I, I'm gonna say yes uh, to kind of disagree with Josh's nostalgia factor point. Uh, black and white are borderline universally hailed as one of the best games in the series, if not the second best, right behind Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Uh, um, uh, you can disagree, but it's no, 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 no. I'm I'm already on my next one. I I just had a thought. <laughs> um, and I don't think it. I, honestly, I'll take it a step up. I not only think it'll be announced this year, I think it'll release this year. 
Um, Nintendo never, ever, ever um, continues a generation on a brand new console. Like, they have actively made it a point not to do that. Um, Black and White 2 released after the, uh, like, Black and White 2 released after the 3DS had, had already been on shelves for a pretty decent amount of time. Um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon released on the 3DS after the Switch had, had been on shelves for almost a full year. Um, mm. I, they've just, that's just something that they've never done, and I don't see them breaking that trend now. Um, that being said, I hope if it's done, it's not Game Freak. I hope they let Ilka take the reins on this one again. Sure. Yeah. Did uh did the writer strike impact the release date for Furiosa? I don't believe so. Okay, next prediction. <laughs> I think <laughs> Fortnite is going to have a Mad Max and Furiosa crossover when that movie yes. finally comes out. De- I, definitively, yes. Yeah. Everything is in fucking Fortnite, and Warner Brothers will not fucking yeah lose that on that money. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree because we got DC in there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Warner Brothers will not fuck around. They want that money. Yeah. And I want Mad Max. Hey, yeah. Fucking people up as Furiosa would be nice, too. Yeah. I know nothing about Mad Max or Furiosa, oh. so I'm just going to say yes because I have, have a 50-50 chance. Have you, have you <laughs> never seen the Tom Hardy Mad Max? Nope. Oh, you would love Bro. it. I probably It's would. the best movie of 2015. Agreed. Damn. Yeah, never seen it. Uh, next predict, Pal World has a critical fall off in player base by year's end. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> not, not only, not only because I, I think that like, it's, I think people are really like into it right now because it seems like it's kind of new and fresh and stuff like yeah. that. But I think that one of two things is going to happen. Either Nintendo is going to get litigious, which they should, let's be honest. Yep. Uh, yeah, dude, some of those, some designs, of those designs are straight are up on. fucking Pokemon. Like, yeah, but I it's not like Game like... Freak has never been caught plagiarizing before either. Okay, there's a difference though because we have a billion dollar company against whatever the fuck yeah. Pal World is. I don't think it's gonna yeah. happen. I don't think Nintendo's worried about it. I they don't, don't think it is either until it becomes a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I and they may they may be not yeah. right. They might not. But, but I, it's it's either going to be that or it's going to be this is a, a single guy developing this, right? So, like, it's either going to not have any content going for it and people are just going to fucking mm-hmm. forget about it or Nintendo's going to get litigious. Yeah, because the demand yeah. for this is going to be super prevalent now. Like, we have how many players playing this simultaneously? Either way, the drop-off's going to be substantial. Like, we're going to go from millions to maybe, maybe 100,000, maybe. Oh, yeah. I agree. I, I personally don't see that happening because the game, I, I've put a good amount of time into it, and the game's a lot of fucking fun. It, I'm having more fun with this than I have in a Pokemon game in a hot fucking minute. Yeah, I refuse. I will not play this so, shit. I think and it's, it's not even a Pokemon thing. I just, it just, ugh. Um, Next prediction, last prediction. I think, nope, that is not my last nope. prediction. <laughs> Concerned Apes, the Haunted Chocolatier gets a release date. Please, God, let it happen. Uh, he announced this... I've, it's been a few years since he's announced it. My only issue is that he's currently working on uh, the 1.16 update, I believe. Or I don't know which update it is, but there's another Stardew update coming that's adding a substantial bit. Um, that being said, I wouldn't foresee the release date being this year, but I could see him at some point in the year being like, hey, I'm really close. 
So I'm gonna say yes on this. It could this could be my this could be this year's Bloodborne for me, for all I know. Like I'm just hoping because I'm a super fan, but I think it's been at least a few years now. So I think it's only a matter of time because the new Stardew update will be here, and then that's what he's full steam ahead into. And it's looking good already. Hell yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. I'm almost with Austin on this one, but I'm say sure. I need, I do need to dif differentiate myself a little bit. And also given what you said about him working on, uh, well, no, all you said is gets a release date. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Not that it, not that it comes out just that it gets released. Yeah. Date. Oh, it's definitely mm. not coming. There's no way it comes out this year. I foresee it being a 2025 I, game. I still think I'm going to go no here. Yeah. I think that he'll probably get just given, you know, given that it's one person working on two different games at the moment. Uh, I feel like he's got to split his time. And I, I don't know that he has a definitive end goal in mind for the haunted chocolates here. So I'll say no, you're probably right, but I don't know. We shall see. We'll, sh we'll see. Austin doesn't care. Austin doesn't care. <laughs> I don't know anything about those games, so I'm going to say yeah. Because if that's something you want, I hope it happens. Oh, thank you. That was sweet. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is our game of the year, is my last prediction. Nope. Our game of the year, meaning all of us. Mm. Like on the mm. podcast or? Yes. The three oh, of us. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I could see that happening because I could see myself getting outvoted on that one. I could sure. also see it happening. That shit's My... going to be fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of another game that's going to come out this year that is going to capture any of our attentions quite no. like that game because I'm probably going to be the only one that plays 14 yeah. with the Dawn Trail. Mm -hmm. If any Pokemon thing is released, as much as I loved Scarlet and Violet, I don't think I'm going back to Pokemon again anytime yeah. soon. Um, it would have so to be like a that, shadow drop. Yeah. I, I, mm. I can't think of anything at the moment that is going to blow all of our socks off yep. the way that I think that Rebirth will. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Here we go. That was my number five. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well... Austin, let's get your five in. All right. Uh, my first one is another Pokemon Legends-style game is revealed. I don't know if it'll release this year. I can see them. So I, me and Dylan both think a black and white remake is coming. There is a lot of lore that has been left up to interpretation um, that happens years before the setting of black and white that we've never really gotten a definitive answer on. Uh, in the same way that there was a lot of Gen 4 lore that was never really given a definitive answer until uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, a lot of people like to use the selling the point of, oh, well, Legends Arceus didn't sell that much in comparison to other Pokemon games, so I don't ever think they'll do it again. And yeah, that's true, but you also have to keep in mind, Legends Arceus was the first, game, was the first mainline game in a while that has only had one version. It's not going to sell as much because there's not two different versions of the game. Like, let's be honest. The majority of Pokemon's fandom at this point is is old-ass men who refuse to let their childhoods go. And they have adult money, and they buy both versions on release day, like me. 
there's no obviously you can't do that when there's just one single game uh so i think that's kind of a bullshit talking point um i think it's i agree the with best, that i think it's the best spinoff kind of style that they've done in a long time and i can definitely I also agree see them that. doing it again i i hope that there was is. what was that 2022 yeah that was okay. that was last year or you know what i mean uh, yeah, Legends that's of crazy. Arceus was 2022. So as much yeah, as it was I January, as much as I want that to happen, and I could like, what if this is the Unova game that we get, like a Legends Unova, right? Yeah. Because they didn't have to fucking start with Sinnoh. That's the fourth game. Mm-hmm. Uh, two great gens for this would be either uh, Johto or Unova, because that both have some really fucking awesome like prehistoric ancient shit to go along with it. Yeah. Uh, with like the ruins of Alf and the Johto side, and then everything with the the uh, the legendary uh, beasts, and then on the, the Unova side, tower. yeah, Burning Tower, all that shit. And then on the Unova side, you have like the fucking desert with Volcarona and uh, all that, and then like you know the ancient dragon stuff that could come from it as well. So that would be cool. I'm gonna say that we get the remakes over another mm-hmm. Legends game though. Mm-hmm. As of I'm right just now. saying revealed. I I feel yeah. like they're gonna do. I could see them doing it in a similar stance or in a similar way that they did uh, BDSP and Legends Arceus to kind of have them tie in together like that. I feel like this would be a really fun announced title next year in the summer if Josh is right and this and the new thing releases in the spring. I feel like this is an awesome summer announcement. Like, hey, here's a new Legends yeah. game coming out on this new console. I it could be, that. but. I don't see Pokemon doing that. Uh, I don't see them breaking uh, generations like that. We'll see. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, my my argument is is no. Also, just because I don't think that there's been enough time between it. Knowing the dev cycles now are taking like four to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just don't think that there's been enough time since Legends Arceus for for oh definitely it's also the Pokemon company and six months is enough time for them so yeah I mean fair enough (laughs) that is that is a totally fair (laughs) the quality control department doesn't exist at games oh man I don't have anybody for that um my next prediction is still no news on Metroid Prime Four because I just straight the fuck up don't believe this game exists I don't think it's a real thing anymore I think it's been silently canceled. I don't think it's a thing anymore. There has been nothing. Nothing. Nothing since. I believe the last bit of information we got was the game was canceled and handed to a new studio that completely uh, started development from the ground up. Um, And even if that's the case, I think that came out in 2021. So I don't even know. Like, even... Even if this game does still exist, with that being the case of it being canceled and handed to a new studio, I don't think it's ready to be revealed. Um, so, it was announced in 2017. Huh. Development was restarted in 2019 with the help of Retro Studios. Okay, so a little bit um, longer than I thought. So... Right now, my argument is going to be oh shit, wrong document. I'm thinking they need I'm a going to say title. yeah, I'm going to say yeah, no on this point. one. I think that Metroid Prime Four actually does come out this year. It's listed Ooh. on their financial documents, 
uh, as an upcoming Nintendo Switch game. Uh, it doesn't have a date attached to it. It's um, a TBA release date. But I, if they're announcing it on their financials, I think that it's got to be coming, right? Like, that, that would be a deceptive business practice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, so that would be my argument. I think we yeah. will get news on it. I don't okay. think it. I don't know if it comes out this year, but I think we get some information drop on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Well, fuck me too, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my third prediction. I don't even think this is a prediction. I think this is going to be a fucking fact. Uh, I think Suicide Squad is going to be a monumental fucking failure for Rocksteady. Um, nothing about this game looks good. Nothing about this game looks fucking fun. Um, it is full of stupid decisions that do not make any fucking sense. Uh, like I talked about when we first started recording, um, they have made a really big selling point of one of the first post-launch characters to come to the game will be the Joker. That doesn't make sense because the Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League takes place in the Arkham universe, the same universe that the Batman Arkham trilogy takes place in. The Joker is dead. He's been dead for a long time. Uh, And then when people started asking questions, they said, oh, it's a multiversal variant. That's just lazy. That is just... And even... I think it was lazy to even include the Joker in promotional material at all. Um, But I think it's even more fucking lazy to go the multiversal route with all the multiversal hype and all these big fucking stupid blockbuster comic book movies when you could have done something else and it would have felt like you tried right like in arkham knight we saw um at the towards the end of the story events of arkham city uh the joker shipped out uh blood that had that was contaminated with his dna all across to all the hospitals in gotham uh, Arkham Knight has you kind of dealing with that and with having five people who uh, had gotten blood transfusions and received the Joker's DNA and started to kind of shift into him. That was an easy route you could have fucking taken. You did not have to do multiversal bullshit. You could have just said, hey, this was a character that was infected with Joker's blood that Batman and Robin uh, missed that they just didn't catch. Uh, but no, you did the fucking lazy route. I, I just, I do not see, see this game being successful. And I think people are really getting fucking tired of live service games. I think the live service games that are here are fine because people are into them. They're not going away. But I think people are really getting fucking sick of adding more live service games to their backlog. Yeah, that that's my big thing. I think you're 100 percent right, and I think it's not big necessarily because of the IP or anything like that. Because we're still we're still kind of seeing that like comic book stuff sells. Even mm-hmm. if it's not as, as, as much as it used to be, it still sells. Mm-hmm. I think that people have seen that this game looks like ass. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, no thanks. And you also have the fact that it's a live service. And I think a lot of people are just kind of tired of that shit. I don't think that they want to, I don't think that they want to see it. So um, I, think- I, I think you're 100% right. I think this game will still sell. I think this game will sell relatively well at first, but not for anything that has to do with the game. I think it'll sell really well at first for the sole and only fact that this is Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman. 
this is the very last thing that he was ever involved in uh, as Bruce Wayne. And I think that alone will help push numbers, but I think after that we'll see a really massive player drop. Yeah. Well, the, another thing that we need to, I think, uh, put into context is we were talking, well, not we, but I was talking in the Discord with Justin about Final Fantasy 16 and it's, um, it's shit for a very long time. Uh, and he kept saying um, a, stuff about how it was a, like, big big disaster for for square how square came out and said that it was a big big disaster for them and i'm like but how it sold you know how many ever copies Mm -hmm. and i think that even if it manages to sell something in the neighborhood of like three to five million copies that's going to be a massive loss for fucking rocksteady because it's been in development for fucking almost 10 years like yeah long fucking time this game has been rumored to be in development since the arkham series wrapped up yeah exactly like i they should have done that damian wayne batman game and i don't know why they canceled that in favor of this or no Uh, that was uh that was montreal not rocksteady yeah that was i'll tell you exactly why it happened is because fucking uh i just hit stop goddamn uh, it's because fucking warner brothers game said we need something that we can monetize yeah at the end of the day that's what it came down to they were like you guys are going to work for us this is what you're going to do yep 100 percent dylan um it's going to be a shitty game dude i don't think (laughs) fucking comics still sell man but i think it's just fallen off so hard i think new things are on the horizon new it's as quickly as it was here, I mean, Endgame was kind of the most fitting name because that was the Endgame for comic movies and just everything that came after it. Nothing's been good. This is going to be trash. It's a live service game. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Well, 100%. Uh, my next prediction is Persona 3 Reload and Metaphor Refantizo are set to release on the Switch successor. Um, a lot of people were really kind of uh, dumbfounded that Persona 3 Reload was not set to come to the Switch because they were like, oh, it's the same graphical engine as Persona 5 Royal. The Persona 5 Royal ran fine on the Switch. That doesn't make sense. Well, Persona 5 Royal runs fine on the Switch, and it does. It runs just fucking fine. It runs very uh, appropriately, but it was also very downscaled from the PlayStation release um, or really any other fucking port of persona 5 royal it was very downscaled in comparison uh and it has since come out that persona 3 reload is not the same graphical engine as persona 5 royal it is a little bit of a step up and i'm assuming considering metaphor and persona 3 reload are being developed at the same time i would assume that metaphor is also using the same graphical engine um this prediction is also kind of a cheat because the same leaker that Leaked Persona 3 Reload's existence, leaked uh, Metaphor uh, being revealed, leaked Persona 5 Tactica being revealed, all with accurate titles and release dates, has also come out and said this. Um, He's been very right about pretty much everything Persona related for the last several years, and I don't see him being wrong about this one. They know that there is a market for Switch, but I feel like they're holding out until Nintendo releases a console that these games can be better stable on, especially Metaphor. Metaphor looks incredible. And I don't see the Switch being able to handle Metal 4 all that fucking well. Mm. 
Yeah, I I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that either of these release on the Switch. I think you're right. I think these, if, if they come, they're definitely coming on whatever the Switch 2 or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. I'm turning this to your favor because you know more shit about that than I do, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know nothing right. about Switch or Persona. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Um, all right, my last prediction is one that I really don't know how it hasn't happened yet. Fortnite receives a One Piece collab in the coming year. Um, 2023 was a massive year for One Piece. We got the live-action adaptation that not only did really good numbers, but is being hailed as one of the best live-action adaptations ever, really, um, of anime specifically. Um what is it? uh luffy was in luffy was in the fucking thanksgiving parade which i think before the only anime characters that had been given that honor were uh fucking pikachu and goku i think goku's been in it for several years now i know pikachu's been in it since like the early 2000s um and then luffy got his got his chance there was also a fucking nfl team that completely redid their entire stadium to be one piece themed um i think with the news of one piece getting ready to come to a close it's it has higher viewership in both the anime and manga purchases than it ever has had and it's already been extremely high um i i think it's just a matter of fucking time before fortnite tries to cash in on that yeah you're and they, probably right they 100%. already have pretty much every major shonen anyway that's my reasoning too they have so much shit on there naruto dbz my hero uh, what did they just add? It's not a. Sh- I don't think it's shonen, but the not the fucking. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. No, they have. A ju- yeah, they have that on there too. Yeah, they have Jujutsu oh, Kaisen. Oh, dude, One yeah. Piece is coming. They have uh, Gojo, Itadori, Nobora, and Megumi. Megumi. No Bleach though, right? Um, yeah, no Bleach, which is also odd. Which is also very odd. Yeah, I see um, One Piece coming before Bleach though. Yeah, hundred percent. It's coming. Get, it's just a matter of fucking yes. time. It's gonna right? be a, it's gonna be a good. Oh my god! Jeff said he just added two songs to the playlist. Oh, that's not good. Uh, okay, it's Prince <laughs> and Two Life Crew. That's fine, dude. If they add, it, oh, if they do, no, a it's me collab, so horny. My, my wallet's right. gonna hurt. <laughs> that's it's a live reaction. Account so bad. No, it's uh, just for one day. Huh? It's just for one day that your bank account will hurt. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Until they do another wave of it. I, mean, I think that's um, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Um, except right, for so the 10-point bonus. So, we have the 10-point bonus. This will... This is uh, what I've come up with this year. I think Dylan will lead us in the backlog challenge... Austin will play the most games overall, and I will play the most new games. That's fair. I 100% agree. When I read this, I was like, that's the most spot-on thing. Yeah, 100%. I can get behind that. Would you, wait, 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 wait. When you say Austin will play the most games overall, is that finishing them? Uh, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but... Hey, I finished yeah. a lot of games this year. Yeah. That that was what my that was what my head okay. was at. No. But like because if we go with just play, I will play the most. 
100%. Well, because I just played, remember like, that I'm the fucking... I'm going to watch my language here. I'm the ADHD bounce around, and I play five games a day. I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. Because... I don't know. I played close to thirty games last year. So, I didn't beat yeah. thirty, but I can't. I came close to playing thirty. If games. I counted how many games I actually played, it would be terrifying. I think yeah. that I will lead the backlog challenge, and I think you will play the most new games, and I think you will finish the most games out of all of us. That's what I think. I think Austin will exist. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. That, I finished that, a I lot of they... games last year that I couldn't add to the dock because I was I was over my limit. I mean, you could have added them. Yeah, but uh, what's the point? It doesn't help. We I'm still support done. you in your endeavors. Thanks. That's <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I do think I do think that I end up playing the most games overall. But it, it, but but I could totally see this playing out because what Austin said. I do think that he played a fuck ton of games last year that that just never made it down to our our list. 100%. I'm going to say no, but I, I I think it's possible. So, uh, all right. Yeah, that's the predictions. There's nothing else left. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, it's time to crown our third. I actually forgot about this. Oh, Sorry. God. <laughs> we're going to crown our third ever queen of the podcast. So we're going to take a look at last year's predictions and deliver points based on who said what to determine our winner. All right. So our first prediction was I said that Final Fantasy 16 wins game of the year. We all said no. We all get one point. Oh, at, at the Game Awards, I should say. Yes. So one point. Or actually, I don't even need to do this because I tallied it up. Um, the last of us factions is pushed into 2024. We all said yes. And so I did want to ask about this because this was something that, um, this was something that technically did happen and then it was canceled outright. So do we count this? Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter because we all either get a point. Yeah, we, we I mean, we all said it at the point. at the end of the day. We all yeah. said yes. So it wouldn't matter. Yes. Like, other, whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that we all earned a point on that. Um, the next one was Liza P. Cracks Wait. our top five. It didn't get pushed into shit. It's outright canceled. Yes, but it's it got gone. pushed first and then canceled. Yeah, it was pushed, and it, they had said that it wasn't coming out in 2023, okay. that it would be 2024, and then okay. it just got canceled within the last, what, two months? Yeah. Yeah, a month even, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay. I, at the end of the day, we all said yes, so if even if it didn't get pushed, we would we all have all the have same, the same amount, amount of points. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine, whatever. Uh, next up, I had said that Liza P cracks our top five game of the year. None of us said that it would, and it ended up at number four. So, damn, no points there. Uh, I said Hellblade: Senua Sacrifice will get a 2024 release date, uh, and I wrote no. Dylan wrote no. Austin said yes. Did we Did- think it was coming out last year? 
No, I, I don't think so. I'm, uh, but I'm trying to remember whether or not it actually. I'm pretty sure that it got a announcement saying it was coming in 2024. Am it I did. wrong on that? May 21st, 2024. It has no it definitive release date. date. Uh, I'm seeing May 21st, 2024. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, every article is saying May 1st, 2024. Oh, this was um, six days ago. So this is new. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm right. Well, here's the thing. You're right six days ago in fucking 2024, not last year. Mm, that's true. But, uh, but in now. June of 2023 at the Xbox Showcase, they did say that the game would release in 2024. Okay. So it got that's an exact... That's not a release date. Uh, that's a window. That's not a release date. I'm going to say it counts because we're recording this today. I'm sure you are. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. Dylan, do you want a point or No. <laughs> Huh? I mean, I don't. I mean, there are. I mean, it's how intricate are we going to get with this? I don't know. It's you guys. I will let you tally your tallies. <laughs> okay, Austin, you're the deciding factor here. It said that it would release in 2024 in June of 2023. Mm. So, do we count that as a 2024 release date? Mm. I mean. If you want to get technical, it's not, but it has one now at the time of recording the episode. Fine. Give it to him. Whatever. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll go that way. Uh, lastly, I said Sony finalizes the deal to purchase Square Enix. We all know. Said no. We got a point. Um, next up, Austin's prediction. There would be no new line Pokemon game for 2023, just DLC for Scarlet and Violet. We all said yes. We all got a point. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom wins Game of the Year 2023. We all said yes, and it did not. Damn. So, wild. Um, now, just for clarification, uh, we did stipulate uh, at the Game Awards. We, mm-hmm. we did stipulate that. So Because yeah. technically it won Game of the Year in a bunch of different places. Just uh, Next up, a new Digimon story would be revealed for 2023. Nope. Dylan and I both said no. Austin said yes. And to my knowledge, that did not happen. Am, nope. I, am I correct? They, they claimed in early February 2023, they claimed uh, that there would be an announcement for a Digimon story game, and it just straight the fuck up never happened. Ah, well. They even went as far as to claim that they had seven different Digimon products uh, or different Digimon games currently in development that they would start announcing and that just straight the fuck up did not happen interesting okay all right well uh cool points for me and dylan uh next up we had a new switch model would be announced and released we all said yes (laughs) damn (laughs) we were all wrong Uh, all wrong uh, and then Austin's last prediction was that Pokemon will reveal a remake port sequel to a previous spin-off series, such as Mystery Dungeon or Ranger. I was the lone person to say no. Uh, I... They did, though, didn't they? What Detective was Pikachu 2 is a spin-off. Ooh. It didn't have to be Mystery Dungeon or Ranger. I just said spin-off series in the vein of those 
but they did they gave us uh, detective pikachu 2 that was revealed february of last year and released in october all right damn i didn't see the detective pikachu thing so it was october Okay. It was, uh, uh, right that... around the time of uh, it was right around the time Gotham. It was like a week before Gotham Knights and yeah. the Persona Five Royal Port. And it was on my to playlist, but everything was saying that it was way too child friendly and not really much for someone like me or Austin. Yeah, that's why I didn't touch it either. Yeah. Okay. Well, that changes the math a little bit. Uh, all right. Starfield. We're now to Dylan's prediction. Starfield is not released for the first half of 2023, like they said, and instead gets a later date in the year, likely November. Dylan and I both, or Austin and I both said no. Dylan said yes. He was correct. He gets a point. Mm-hmm. Mac- Microsoft and Activision sealed the deal. We all said yes. We all got points. We will get our first formal look at Grand Theft Auto 6. I said no. And you both said yes, and technically it happened. Uh, although it was not supposed to happen when it did, uh, it still came out. So, um, something will be announced in the slow. <laughs> I got desperate. Master or Sekiro two. <laughs> we both said no. Dylan, you said yes. Um, and last one, and this one I feel like is a little bit nebulous. So I'm not sure whether or not we all get points or whether or not we do don't. Uh, Diablo four is met with lackluster reception, paling in comparison to Diablo three. So we all definitely I went, got a point in that one. Well, I marked this down as saying no or zero points because we all said yes. I looked at the. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering oh, wait, things, right. yeah. but uh, Diablo four it received really really high praise and i don't think yeah. it was considered lackluster Mm-mm. so uh yeah, whether or not it, it sorry i said i, I think it was good yeah yeah okay I, the only thing there is i'm not sure how it stacks up to diablo 3's reception i don't know if it was like reveal or revered in quite the same way or if it was like less revealed i remember thinking when i said this that if austin enjoyed it almost anywhere near as much as he did diablo 3 it would be successful (laughs) and he loved it that's true that's very true so okay wrong we were wrong um all right and then the 10 point bonus was Josh will finish 20 games. Dylan will finish 15 games and Austin will finish five and we will not complete the challenge. We all said, no, we all get 10 points. All right. Now, based on my tabulations and if I am looking at this correctly, I'll need to re re edit up in case it's wrong to Pikachu. It be a detective. <laughs> Dylan and I tied at 19 points, and Austin had 17 points. I'll be, gladly be a queen with you for a year. God damn, so, that'd be something. I mm, will. No, no, no. I'll look at this again. But there. Oh, I was but, hoping we could be two little queens. I'm pretty sure it was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and the ten. Okay. Yeah, all right. That looks like that's correct. So, I guess Dylan Champagne and I Poppy. will be sharing 
the queenship this Aww. year. Joint custody. Oh. Aw. We're we're little we're both little queens this year. Oh. Uh. Uh, <laughs> I wish you could see what I just did. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so shit. um yet another reign or year in the reign of Dylan. Uh may he long Look, live sometimes your boy just queen. makes good predictions. Maybe I have more insight than I lead on. You don't. You just get lucky. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, so, yeah. Um, had that Detective Pikachu not happened, though, yeah, it uh, been you. I would have been the definitive queen mm. of the year. Damn. That's two things we've taken from you in the past week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, well, two to things change you've the taken from him in the last week. I didn't. No. <laughs> Austin, <laughs> hey, what? I took you're not I took putting Lashley, shit on me, <laughs> and so did you. But this is all you. You took the title from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But don't fucking wipe your hands just because one genocide wasn't your problem. The other one still is. Okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> my, my. Hands are cleaner than yours. <laughs> Holy shit, <sighs> y'all are fucking wild. Yeah. Something. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's the. That's it for. Um. 2023 the end of our our episodes um the only thing that i think that we didn't do uh was that we didn't give our favorite moments in gaming oh shit uh that was supposed to be in the category show but austin did not join us for that one so if you guys have anything off the top of your head that you would want to throw out there uh let's go ahead and knock that out and we'll get out of here uh honestly man i mine was Diablo 4 not for not necessarily for what it was but just the pure amount of time that Madison and I spent together playing Diablo 4 uh it made that game so much more memorable for me than I think it would have been I mean it's something that we still uh, not as regularly as we used to but we still sit down and play together um it's just it it's, it's a, it was a fantastic time and it was a great thing that we were able to bond over like when we went on vacation to uh florida for a week both of us the whole time but while we were gone we were like fuck we both have to miss a week of diablo fuck and as soon as we got <laughs> back that was the very first thing we did from the time we got back at five in the afternoon to i think about one in the morning we just played diablo four together all night long and it was that was one of my favorite gaming moments of the year. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, for me, I mean, I talked about the Swapper, and that was definitely, you know, life-changing and whatever. But uh, outside of that, I really do have to say that I did not see Fortnite coming from absolute anywhere for any of us this year, especially yeah. me, because I used to talk so much shit about it. You did. But it, uh, it really hooked all of us, man. And I think that, I mean... I know it's Fortnite and we're praising it, whatever, but I mean, it did something that we've not been able to do a lot of, and that's brought all of us together. We've all played games. We've all played games in this last week, if I'm not mistaken, of Fortnite, and even more so mm -hmm. than that. Like, Sabrina and I get to do it literally all the time. Like, when we just have a free moment, we'll do that, especially now that we work separately and we don't have all the time that we used to. That's something that we can go to and connect with. 
and then it's allowed you you know you and Bryn used to play Dead by Daylight all the time now you guys are playing Fortnite and then yep <laughs> I mean, it, like we had a great uh party night the other night the, th- uh, the three of us I think Sabrina joined us too but I mean it's just been a lot of fun man and I hope that continues into this year because I mean we've played more Fortnite than we ever did Dead by Daylight and that's saying a lot oh yeah 100 percent yep yeah uh I 100% agree, and that's actually where my, my head immediately went to as well. Yeah. Uh, my The very, very first thing that I thought about when uh, thinking about what my favorite game in gaming moments uh, this year were, um, Fortnite just Im- immediately popped out to me. Getting my first Victoria Royale, yeah. like my first solo one, uh, getting my first one with you guys, like... And then just, pl- like I said, playing, or like you said, playing with uh, you guys and playing with Bren uh, has been uh, very, very nice. Um, I wish Tani would join with us, but Tani plays growing up games for adults. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, other than that, the only other thing I would say is I, I think that getting to finally get the sequel to Alan Wake that I had wanted for so long, um, and having it be as mind-blowingly good as it was uh, was definitely uh, a big, a big thing for me. Um, I knew I would like that game. I didn't know that I would love that game. Um, so yeah. Hell yeah, dude! Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, that's that's it, and it was quicker than I actually expected. Yeah, we only, we only caught in an hour and a half. It's kind of crazy. Um, yes. Cool. Well. I guess that's it for now. Um, you know where to follow us on all the socials and all of that good, good stuff. Um, keep your eyes out on the uh, on the face or not the Facebook. Christ, the <laughs> Facebook on Damn. the YouTube's. Um, I'll, I'll be having some more stuff coming soon. Um, and uh, I said it, I think last week, uh, and I'll say it again. Uh, Can I think? the patrons enough for their support um genuinely would not be possible without them uh wouldn't be wouldn't really be possible uh without any of the listeners so um thank everyone for their contributions thank everyone for uh just being our friends and um can't wait to do this again with you two more throughout the rest of the year so that all said until next time goodbye